Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Flix Forum podcast with Jesse Heater and MJ. In this week's episode, we'll be discussing Netflix's 20th film, the 2016 drama Barry, directed by Vikram Gandhi, starring Devin Terrell, Anta Taylor-Joy, Jason Mitchell, Ashley Judd, Jenna Elfman, Ella Coltrane, Avi Nash, and Linus Roach. Good afternoon, co-fellows. Hey, boys. How are you going? Good. How are we going? Yes, good. Pretty good. good. All right. This is... um. I've seen this film. Just put it out there early on. This is the oh, second time. So <laughs> <laughs> this is the second time I've seen this film. Um, so looking forward to having a chat about Barry. It must be about the third one that you've seen before yeah. we recorded the podcast. Yeah. ARQ. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, so hey, before we start, we need to start saying before our episodes that we're gonna we're gonna talk about spoilers oh, in yeah. our episodes. Spoiler warning. I think we take we've taken for granted in our first nineteen episodes, but we learn <laughs> we're learning from the from our mistakes of the past, but. We are planning on going quite deep into this film, so if you haven't seen it and you want to see it, go watch it and then come back to us. This and make is, sure you do come back. And this is our last 2016 film. It is. It is. That's exciting. We've got through 2016 almost. Uh, it's been a good start. Yeah, episode 20. Celebrate. Woo. All right, let's go around the table. We're going to do our fast flicks. We're, we're each going to do a 30-second summary of the film, and I think MJ's going to hit us off today. Love to. All right. Um, following the early life of Barack Obama as he finds his feet in New York City... Set in 1981 and not covering too much more than a year of his life, we're introduced to Barry as a young and ambitious student who is struggling to figure out who he really is and where he fits in, in a world of racism, poverty and confusion. Good. Hey, Doc. Good, yeah. A biographical drama about Barack Obama during his college years in New York City as he is faced with racism and the struggle of identifying himself and how he fits in. Nice. Um, I've gone with the short flicks today. So I've said, a short look into Obama's life in New York City, 1981. Short and concise. Done. Dusted. All right, let's have a look at this film. Hey, biopic or biopic? Am I I stupid for not being too sure what it's supposed to be? I go with biopic. What what do you (sighs) do? That's a tough one. mm, Biopic. I think biopic. I think biopic. What was the other option? Biopic. Nah, that biopic. sounds silly. I'm going to go biopic. Right. I've never been 100% sure. I think biopic sounds better. I, th- I think biopic sounds better. <laughs> biopic sounds what it should be, but biopic rolls up. Is it a biography or a biography? <laughs> <laughs> hey, if we want to talk about the English language all the time, we break rules. Well, Jesse does have a dictionary here, yeah, so... I True, sorry, I can't help out here. So, um, <laughs> let's have a look at it. There's, there's a little bit we can talk about here, I think, with the, um, the film history, a little bit of info about the film. Hey, you're pretty good with these usually. Mm-hmm. Hit us off. Give us something that you've, you found out. Well, like a lot of our previous few films, I reckon, it premiered at the 2016 Toronto International Film Festival. <laughs> it sure did. Very popular film festival for Netflix films. I also think it's probably the timing. We've watched a whole bunch of films that just got released around this time yeah. that they would have either bought after watching them at that film festival mm. or released them. Well, Netflix acquired the rights shortly afterwards. So that's purely a timing mm. thing, and because we've watched a whole bunch in a row that released around the same yeah, time. Yeah, around the same time. Like <laughs> well, yeah, so TIFF in September, and then um, Netflix put it on on the 16th of December, and I read that it debuted during um, the final days of Obama's presidency, so they sort oh, of okay. had a strategic time. Yeah, it's good timing. Release. Hmm. Which is why, again, I don't remember this when it came out, but I'm assuming in the States it must seem pretty big. Um, Netflix being a big player at the time still, and it's probably good to see like the ratings and stuff of Netflix, like how many people saw that in the Mate, first. It'd be nice to every single episode we've recorded. Yeah. <laughs> Netflix, if you're listening, <laughs> you don't have to release them to everyone. Just let us know. So obviously the you know the title of the film is Barry because that was um, Obama's nickname. 
Did um, you know that previously? Because I had no idea. No, nah, no idea. No, nah, I didn't know it. And it didn't even it didn't even click that his name is Barack. He would have been called Barry. As soon as I first heard this, I was like, of course. Yeah, yeah it's, it's right in front of me. It sort of probably ties in a little bit later on as well about him trying to find himself as well and trying not to, you know, be too different to mm. everyone else. Um, so the film's inspired by um, Obama's novel from 1995, Dreams from My Father, um, mm. almost an autobiography. Uh, autobiography, split <laughs> those words up. Um, so, and, you know, he reflects on his earlier life and his struggle with race and a lot of this is in the film. Yeah. It's weird because... 2016, there was another film on Obama that was released at the same time. Um, it was called Southside With You. I haven't seen this film. Um, I haven't either. I haven't either, yeah. But I just it, heard what it's about. So it came mm. out and then the production of this film went you know, um, went into production a month after that film premiered at Sundance. So okay. obviously similar sorts of films at the same Have time. Have you seen Southside, MJ? No, and no. I hadn't, I hadn't, I haven't even, hadn't even heard of it. Until I, I, was, I hadn't heard of it yeah. until, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so Charlotte, the the main love interest in the film, mm-hmm. um, based off a group of girls in Obama's life. Not... This is, I was super curious about this. I think yeah. this was the first thing I tried to look up. I'm like, who's Charlotte? Because she comes off looking pretty good. In yeah. This yeah. yeah. Mm. But no, just like a amalgamation of a yeah. bunch of girls <laughs> that um, I, I like this one. So the script was written by this guy called um, Adam Mansback, and... His claim to fame is he wrote that children's book, Go the F to Sleep. Uh-huh. So I was like, ah, oh, uh-huh. that's good. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, critical. What, what about the consensus of this film? Pretty positive from what I saw. Yeah, yeah generally. Mid- middling to positive, I would, I would mm-hmm. probably say. Well, this is probably high, on the higher end on Rotten Tomatoes. at 46 reviews, 80%. So that, that's pretty high compared to some of the films. Absolutely, that yeah. I think we're probably, yeah, because we've... Had some stinkers on here in terms of mm. critical consensus. It is nice to get something a bit more popular. Got a uh, 3.1 out of 5 on Wetterbox from 2,500 ratings. But I only had a 54% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. So audience maybe not in line with critics. Critics liked it a bit more. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, so filmed obviously in and around New York. Mm. Couldn't, I, there were no other real scenes, I think. They, yeah, mainly, could, mainly Couldn't New find York. anything besides that, yeah. Yeah. Find anything else? No, there wasn't that much on there. It was so Netflix acquired it for about four and a half million dollars. They reckon that was the initial bid was around the four and a half million dollar range. It was very hot property after the Toronto Film Festival, so it was Black Bear Pictures um, along with um, Kinetic Media. So Black Bear Pictures have done films like The Invitation Game, Suburbicon, Happy Time Murders, Gold, and Kinetic Media have. More of a financier, but they've been involved in Green Book more recently, and Boyhood, which obviously the lead from Boyhood was in this. Yep. Uh, Kids are all right. So it's a couple of good production companies put this together, and then Netflix swooped in pretty heavily to... Um, to well, yeah, based on those other films that you speak about that, you know, yeah, you'd think... They know what they're yeah, doing. Know what they're yeah. Doing. What about some characters? Well, there's one that was pretty significant. Oh. <laughs> Who? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm confused. I thought Devin Terrell was incredible as as Barry. And I'm going to call him Barry throughout this because, you know... He it's really, his name in the movie. If you had no idea who Obama was, you would have no reason to think that this guy was called Barack Obama until, you know, almost the final scene. So yeah. And I do like the fact they kept that very separate. They, they made a point of him being oh, yeah. Barry. Hmm. But I thought he was awesome. Like, I, I just... I felt like... His mannerisms, his speech, and his general aura, I really did feel like I was watching Obama on screen. Like, it was nuts. I thought it was great. It was his, uh, his feature film debut. Yeah. And um, oh, I grew born, born in Western Australia. Yeah. Uh, born in America. <laughs> born in America. Moved, moved to Western Australia. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, no, I agree with MJ. He was five, sorry. Yeah. I thought he was fantastic. Just the way he spoke, um, yeah, I, I thought he was incredible. Was really I thought the Salim dude, he, he did a pretty good um, Obama um, impersonation yeah. as well. <laughs> that was a good <laughs> impersonation. I, I loved Salim. God, he was fantastic. He was my favorite character. Loved him. Uh, my favorite character was Charlotte. I yeah. thought I thought was she good. was amazing. Mm. I mean, just the her character and and the way that she was accepting and she was happy to change anything for him. Like Thanksgiving plans, he was a bit of a not a nice guy to her. She's like, oh, I'll I'll organize it so you, you know mm. you can be involved. Um, and you know, there's there's that scene where she's like, you know, I love you, and he gave her donuts and and sort of <laughs> the classic yeah, thank classic you, thank you. And, <laughs> and you know, I actually believe like you know she loves him. I believed that yeah, deep yeah, down. Sure. You know, there was something about him that she just. And I was thinking through this whole film, like Michelle must be the best wife in the world to, <laughs> to, to pick her over this Charlotte chick. <laughs> well, she was so, yeah, she was so I guess understanding and accommodating. Like obviously, you know, different people in different worlds, but yeah, she was completely open to. Um, yeah, like I guess everything. Yeah, n- not having things her way to to suit him and what he needed. She, she was fantastic. In a world where nobody else was really like that, yeah. I mean, I felt like she was like a security blanket for him. Mm. No matter what he did, no matter what situation happened, he could go to her, and she was like, "I'm yeah. here, I'm in." And that's why I was so curious to find out who it was based on. Because yeah. I'm like, this girl's a rock star. Mm. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she was, yeah, very good. Um, so this the director, Vikram Gandhi. It's his first feature film. But he did a doco called Kumari, um, and I can sort of see that, you know, his documentarian skills in this because it sort of felt like you were watching a documentary almost. I, I liked it. It was like, it was, yeah, it was like watching a documentary on this guy. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. It was like a yeah. You can see why they picked him to direct this. Mm. Yeah. It was good. Did a good job. Um. Uh, what about the rest of the cast? I, I thought pr- overall the cast was pretty good. I thought they all were pretty good. Mm. Um. Yeah. <laughs> um. He's uh. I can't remember his name. His basketball friend. He was really TJ. good. TJ, yeah. PJ? PJ. It was PJ. 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 He was good. I went, I guess at, at the start when you thought, you know, he was a bit of a bit of a jerk. Sorry. I won't swear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, not going to swear. But, you know, and, and, and then you, and then like he, he gets to know him more and, and talk to him and stuff. I, I thought PJ was great. Hmm. Yeah, there wasn't. It was all pretty, pretty, pretty good in terms of performances here. Yeah. Again, with um, Devin Terrell standing out. Oh, he was fantastic. All right, so let's talk about some scenes. What, what, what about this film? What stood out to us? What made it? What did we really like? Uh, <laughs> I feel we're all a little bit. And it's slow today. Let's say, go. Well, it's been a long I'll, day. I'll, I'll start and say. Um, <laughs> Any scene with Salim in it <laughs> was fantastic. The, the, the two ones when. Um, when Barry thinks that someone's broken into his house and it's just Salim in there Going. trying to look for pot and they had that conversation about how, how he, he'd spent that night and he got back there and he's like, can I borrow some cab fare? And, you know, like, do you think there's a correlation between all the coke you do and you, and, and you now being broke? Uh, I thought that scene was really good. And when they're in the bathroom and Barry's trying to tie his tie and Salim is offering him some different ways on how he could present himself to Charlotte's parents, yep. I thought that was hilarious. Do we know if Salim was based on anybody... Don't know. I didn't. I didn't. I couldn't say. Should no. look that up. But I, I really enjoyed his uh, his comical uh, input during the film. Yeah. I just loved the idea, and this is straight away like the opening scene. I love the idea that Obama slept on the street in his first night in New mm. York City. Sets up. It, it really set up his like zest for life and romanticized view of New York City mm. that gets turned on its head really quickly, if not immediately. So he's in the obviously yeah. in the school. Yeah. Or in the college and he gets booted out and straight away he's like... Because he was just sitting and just wanting to take it all in and very quickly he figured out that wasn't actually um, that wasn't actually the New York that he was coming to. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, in in reflection, like that scene you speak about at the start, I liked towards the end there was this montage where um, you know, he was running, then he was reading, and then he's walking, then he's shooting mm-hmm. hoops, and he's at a bar with Charlotte, running, riding Sue's dad, blah blah blah, and then like he walks past those dogs that he walked past at the start, and like at the start he was like a bit taken aback by them, but at the end mm-hmm. he just keeps keeps walking. So I liked that that scene from the start. Um, you know, came back and you know he's a, he's a changed sort of person. So yeah. I like that. The um the first classroom scene scene where they're debating with the students so that was really good as well that was like really more well. of that I yeah was hoping for more I guess uh, you, you see that first one I'm like oh that was really good and you don't get any more but yeah that, I, I thought that was really good I like I even like before that when he's flying into JFK airport and you've got you know you've got this view of looking out the plane window looking out over the city of this you know this big sort of city um I thought that was that was that was cool sort of setting the city up and it and, and it starts off you showing him as a chain smoker Oh, my, my God, he smoked a lot. I knew Obama smoked because I knew like when he was president, there was like this talk about, you know, him smoking. A lot he didn't just smoke. He was a chain smoker. Like that was I did ridiculous. A count. I did a cigarette count because I, I went back and I, every time he, had, he he lit up a cigarette, I counted it nine times in the film. Oh, geez. I, I, That's I, a lot in an hour and a 40 minute film. I would have said it was more than that. Yeah, like, I, I, I thought he was, he was constantly smoking. That, that was really surprising because I, I don't really know much about um him at all yeah so I, I i didn't know kind of you know about he was a smoker and kind of that campaign thing but yeah that just really surprised me i'm like oh wow this this guy yeah smokes a lot so i, I liked the scenes with barry's mum. i thought like she like she didn't really have a big role and i, I would have liked her to be in it more but yeah. i thought the scenes with her were really really that good. was um ashley judd's role it was ashley judd yeah yeah um, she did well she I, played her well i thought yeah i thought i thought she was really good mm-hmm. um i liked at the start, there was like this scene where they taught. I think it might have been in the background you know, on the TV. There was a thing about um, Ronald Reagan didn't have any moral authority, and I, like there was lots of talk about politics and all that sort of stuff throughout the film. And I thought it was interesting that they picked like you know I know Reagan was um, president in the eighties, so but I thought it was interesting because Reagan was like the first sort of celebrity president of America. Like he was a Hollywood star before he became president. And, you know, it's like interesting to think that, you know, Obama's going to follow because he was sort of the next sort of, he was like a celebrity president when he was president. So I, I just liked that sort of little. Mm. Right now there's a legit celebrity president. There, yeah. And, and that's where we're sort of going, isn't it? So yeah, I thought that was good. Um, I do believe that Celine was based on a real person. No, oh, good. That's cool. I wish I had done more research into it and trying to skim read things now. But, um, <laughs> I, I do think it was based. So I'm not saying this exact yeah. person, but it was pretty similar. So. And, Another scene that stood out for me was at the end, um, towards the end, Barry answers the phone and finds out about his dad's death. Mm. And I, uh, there was this nice split in the middle where you've just got the phone sitting in the middle and then Barry's on the left sort of down and out and then on the right, Salim comes in and he's talking about Wall Street. <laughs> he's talking and going around. Yeah. And I, I thought that was really well done. That was a really good scene as well. He was completely shut out. Mm. Yeah. Like, you could have... And I, I like the fact they showed everything else that was happening yeah. in the apartment at the time and he was completely numb to it. And I, I think that leads on to when they're in the backseat of the car driving at the wedding. I thought that was a really good scene yeah. as well where Charlotte's trying to get more out of him and stuff and how, you know, asking if he's nervous but telling him, no, it looks like he's going into battle. Like, I thought that was really good in the backseat of the car as well. that one as well. Mm. Yeah. She said, yeah, she was like along the lines. He's like, you know, you feel far away and he's like tried to cuddle her and, yeah. and she's like, not that sort of, you know. Yeah, yeah. Not, not, yeah physically not physically far yeah. away, yeah. That yeah. was a nice scene. And I was like at the end, there's that scene where he goes out to the basketball court and just starts playing horse with the kid, with the kid. on the court. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, where are you from? The kid's like, Riverside. And, yeah. um, you know, Barry's like, 
I'm from a lot of places, but I live here now, sort yeah. of thing. So I sort of bought the movie. Kind of that accepting of, Massively. you know, he, yeah. he was how always many, kind of out. How many times in the film did someone ask where he's from? Where he's from. It was yeah. probably yeah. like six or seven times, and they made a point of it being like, mm. oh, I don't know where I'm from. Mm. I'm this lost kid. I got no. I don't know who I am. I don't know what I identify yeah. with. And he's kind of now, he's kind of accepted that he's fitting. Like, I think I, the guy at the wedding who's, who says, you know, well, you know, that, what that makes you, makes you an American. You know, you don't have to kind of Fox. choose. Yeah, you don't kind of have to choose where you're from. Um. And then that scene, the credits roll onto that song, Nobody Knows. And that was like the one song that I sort of knew from this film. And I was like, ah, oh, you know, it's a nice way to, to end the film as well. Uh, is, it, is that a famous song? I don't, do I yeah, know? nobody. I'm not going to sing it now. <laughs> Come on, Jesse. Come on, Jesse. Nice try. I'm not going to sing it. Not going to sing it. I, must have, I was being sincere. I actually ah, didn't yeah. know. I thought you were setting me up there. <laughs> I think this has got more than I bargained for. Set me up. I like the, um, one of my favorite scenes was that I've caught the Project Safari scene. Um, that really great single shot highlighting the projects and, and going through, I think PJ taking him almost on that guided tour to discuss to discuss the government housing. And mm. I think there's a quote or something where he says, this is what our government gives us. And we know that in the film, Barry is not fussed by politics in any way and they make a point of making it out like, no, no, politics doesn't interest me. I'm an arts kid sort of thing. Yep. Um, but I just think they, they drop these subtle hints that, you know, Here's a guy that we know really wanted to inspire as much change as possible and, and just planted a little seed of, you know, this is what our government gives us. And it's like, oh, well, I wonder how I can fix that. Yeah. Become president of the country. Yeah. But it was a really good scene. I really like the way it was shot. Anything else that stands out? Um, I really liked the um, the end of the, the wedding when he walks out on Charlotte and goes pretty much onto like the, the golf bunker oh, yep. and, and he's reading aloud. Having another cigarette. Having another cigarette. <laughs> and he's reading aloud the letter that he wrote and never sent his dad and where he signs off as Barack. Oh, I actually thought the movie was going to end there. I thought that was going to be a perfect ending for that movie, signing off there. Then you got the, the other scene afterwards, but um, I, I really liked the, him reading aloud the letter and, and hearing what he had to say. Both yeah. those scenes kind of say the same thing, don't they? That mm. last scene where he finally drops the name Barack for the first time, yeah. Yeah. and then that other scene where he says, I live here now, is him, him no longer defining himself by yep. his past. Because the whole film is basically him... I feel like he thinks he needs to choose between the, the black crowd or not the white crowd, but the non-black crowd effectively. Yeah. Um, and, and he sort of, you can see him by the time his father passes away that he's definitely leaning more towards that, the black crowd. Um, mm. Especially when he's at this wedding where everyone's like really nice to him, really polite yeah. and making jokes when they're taking photos. And it's those Ugandan bartenders who he finally goes, oh, my dad died today. Yeah. And they're kind of like, why are you telling us this? Yeah. He doesn't know who he identifies with until he speaks to um, James Boggs and Grace Lee when they're just, they sort of just give him that little speech, mm. not much to it, but... I didn't like that speech because it was like, yeah, you know, I know. like, you know... It was almost too easy that that was, oh, is that all I needed to hear? Well, yeah. we'd heard, you know, again, he's like talking about, I'm from Jakarta, I'm from Hol- yeah. Honolulu, and then it's like, you know, oh, makes him American, you don't have to choose. I was just like, oh... Yeah, and, I agree. And, and I, that's maybe that's inspiring for others. No, I, I don't think that was done well enough because this whole film was about this guy trying to find who he is. And it took obviously a very famous person to tell him, but um, but tell him in such a such a easy way. I, I did like the fact that it was Charlotte's mum goes, oh, you know, why you, why did she want you to speak to us? He's like, I think it's because you mixed you race. race. Yeah. <laughs> and as soon as they were they kind of like wiped that clear, he was listening more than he would to other people, and that was okay. But it wasn't enough for him to turn things around completely. I, I didn't quite see that enough. No, and like the. That scene where he's at the bar and there's a Ugandan guys and he's like, you know, 
he just picked up from their accent that he knew they were from Uganda. I was like, mm, you're good, but you're not that good. <laughs> he might be. Oh, <laughs> surely not. All right, what well, I'm ready to move on to some stuff that annoyed me. The one thing I really liked... Oh, sorry. Um, sorry. No, sorry. 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 <laughs> Come on, Jesse. <laughs> I really liked the... Um, and, and Tahita's point about that scene where he's sitting in the bunker at the end. I, I like the juxtaposition of him sitting in the bunker compared to him sitting on campus, that very first scene where he's sitting on the campus from eager to take on life compared to basically searching unsuccessfully for answers um, and how that college New York City life has kind of stripped his ideals but it's got him thinking deeper about his purpose. Um, I really like that because those two scenes were so similar and just talks about a completely different part of his life and where he's at. So um, really nice job. Cool. What annoyed nice. you about this film, Heath? Um, to be honest, not much. Good. Um, and the, the main thing, it not even annoyed me, it was just, I guess it kind of did, the uh, the scene that you were, the montage kind of scene when you were talking about yeah. before, the song that was played over the top of it. Didn't even pay attention. It was All Along the Watchtower, which is a very famous song that by Bob Dylan that's been covered many times. Yeah. Um, and the cover of this song, I just thought was a really bad version <laughs> of it. Like, Fair enough. It, it came on straight away, and I'm like, oh, it's all in the watchtower. I'm like, oh, this, this person's ruined it. So the, the, that, is, that was probably my main complaint of the film, was I didn't like the cover of so all in the watchtower. So for me, um, I, the way that the racism was dealt with annoyed me a lot. Um, and I don't know whether this is because I like the way that, like Get Out is a film that's really strong in my mind, and I really like the way that Get Out deals with race. Um, and I don't know whether I think this film's probably a little bit too explicit. It's too like a little bit too in your face at times. Um, so I made a list of like these little things that you know sort of I was like, you can do it in a different ra- way rather than just putting it in your face. So like you know the, one of the first scenes is on the train. It's like you've got to get off the train here because there's police activity. It's like um, you know the security on campus wanting to see the ID. The white guy drinking, not getting in trouble. Um, you know there's a lot of slavery comments speaking just white enough he's the only black person in these classes you know he has that race with charlotte to the tree and it's like oh a race myth's debunked it's like come on we know like we know that black people are humans we don't care that they're fast or those sorts of things um there was a lot of it you're right yeah and like you know you've got those religious dudes that are preaching in the streets and um calling actually white white people i didn't like those guys actually now i think about it devils um you know and then there's multiple comments about oh you know um you're not that black. It's like, yeah. I don't know. They, they, and then like, you know, they, they sort of topped it off with that scene in the bathroom where the guy tips him for giving him the towel. Oh yeah. And you know, it's like, and then everyone's watching him cause he's with a white girl. It was just annoying. And that one got me the most when everyone's watching him with the white girl and he became explicitly aware of it. It was, it, it was just like, you've been with her the whole film. It's like, you know, you can do hour. this in a, you know, in a, in a way that's a bit more, I don't know. It just did my head in a little bit because I was like, we get that this is how he's feeling, but we can work that out without you being so explicit in our faces. So I got the feeling mm. that every single one of those situations were actual situations or scenes from his yeah. book. Okay. That they're like, oh, we want to do this. We want to say this. We want to say it. like mm. that. You can tell that the one of him in the bathroom giving some out. Like, yeah. Bedroom thousand percent. Yeah, that, that happened. Like, absolutely, that would have happened. And I get that. It just I don't know. I was just no, like, I agree. You make like, film we're, though. We're smart enough. You need to, to take your own creative yeah. license with it. Yeah, yeah, we're smart enough to work that out. Um, Anyway, there's a comment like where it was like, you know, he says, oh, I'm expected to think on behalf of all black people. I'm like, that's a really huge thing to think that you're taking the weight of, you know, that on your shoulders. 
Was that when he's when he was telling his mum? Yeah, that, he was though? His mom, so yeah. that was in context of the classroom, though, because he's like the only black person in the class. So they look at him and says, "You know, I'm expected to speak on behalf of everyone because I'm the only one here that can in this classroom." But uh, yeah, and I don't know. I, to me, I was just like, it also shows him what? as a really flawed character, which he is mm. at the time. Mm. Yeah, absolutely, very flawed. What did you think about? Um, this invisible man thing. So he kept getting, he was, you know, referred to as this invisible man on the basketball court and he got this nickname yeah, by PJ. PJ. Yeah. And like, you know, he goes to that book vendor and um, he gets that book and he's like, we've been waiting for a sequel for such a long time. And I was like, oh, you're sort of making this implication that your life is going to be the be, sequel yeah. to this invisible man. I was like, oh, maybe a little <laughs> bit corny. I didn't get that. <laughs> I was but like, that, that, that's clever. I like that. <laughs> I was like, oh, like, oh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, there were a few yeah, it just sort of got to me a little bit um, and there's one scene where he's in this bar and this crossdresser comes up to him and was like um, you know do you like to party and then it was like why what do you what mean by party yeah, what, was, yeah. what was the point of that scene yeah it's true nothing happened nothing happened with that yeah. maybe it just happened to him so they wanted <laughs> yeah, to include yeah, it, it. <laughs> and felt like you know the way that he treated Charlotte and he's like you know he said one line like just because you spent five days in Kenya um, doesn't mean that you know, you can understand me. I was like, that's not needed. She's done so much for you. There's yeah. no need to show. He often didn't treat her anywhere near yeah. as well as she treated. You're talking him. about it from if this guy's a bloke and you were hanging out with him, you'd be like, that's not fair. That's not good enough. But this film is trying to paint him as that person. Yeah. Yeah, but I, if this is one character that's put together from multiple women, you're saying, okay, so that's the way he treated all these women in his life. Yeah, in a sense, you're right. Yeah. You got to be a little bit careful with that. Because I, I can imagine, I can't imagine him being like that with every girlfriend he had. I think to your point. All the little snippets of his life they wanted to give us, they were too explicit by doing it. Yeah. I think they could have been a lot more subtle yeah. doing it. Um, just It's almost like, just in case you're not sure what we're trying to say, here it is again. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I, agree, I agree with that. Hmm. I think you kind of hit the nail on the head with, with, those, with those negatives because to your point, Peter, I don't think there was anything, there was no you know particular scene that stood out to me where I was just like, oh, this is rubbish. Yeah. It was... It, it was almost just a little bit too safe um, that it was really easy to follow and, and you know, to be honest, quite enjoyable as a film. But not all that controversy where it could have been controversial because they were just... As I playing it safe. Yeah, they were playing it safe and they were just <laughs> like reiterating the same points again and again, which is nice, um, but it probably it's the difference between it being a great film and a good film. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, that's yeah, good summary. In general, I think... The best part of this film for me was the fact that, as stupid as it sounds, it's a story or a portion of his life that, that anyone can resonate to. And I'm not saying from a racism perspective and I'm not saying from the fact that this guy turns out to be a president because none of us can resonate with that. <laughs> but Not yet. Um, <laughs> he can't. You weren't born there. He can't, he can't. But he does a really good job of making you forget from time to time that it's actually Obama. And it's just this guy called Barry who's really trying yeah. to figure out where he fits in in the world and I think he did that really well I, I guess well I think if, if you didn't read kind of what the movie was about like you wouldn't have known I don't think like the, the, there was nothing in the movie to suggest who he was I, I think that you, you hypothetically could have gone through this movie not knowing that this guy was Barack Obama yep. that's very true yeah even right. though I, I reckon there'd be about less than 1% of people who would have been watching the film in yeah. that situation I don't think the director can ever assume that but you, it's a good point you make wouldn't that be a nice twist? Yeah. <laughs> it was Obama! Yeah. When he signs up his Barack, you're like, hang on a second. <laughs> I know this guy. Um, that would have been awesome. <laughs> I think this, this film had a lot of stuff that it was trying to say in a, 
an hour 40 film there's a lot that it was trying to say yeah yeah but it was explicit about what, what very it was explicit was. Yeah. So obviously it was explicit about race yeah and the one line that stood out was like you know why does everything have to be about slavery and that was one thing that sort of was it was brought up a couple of times and it didn't even fit it was it's like hang on you just forced <laughs> slavery into this conversation yeah. like I yeah. wasn't thinking about slavery and nothing the dude on campus was like oh it's 1981 get over it or something yeah, like, yeah. it was like oh I don't know, not, not much about the film that's been about slavery. No, it no. wasn't. Although the, both conversations with that guy Jive were. was about it. Yeah. yeah, true. Father-son relationship. Yeah, absolutely. So at the start, like in that opening monologue from the letter from the father, we, he, he says, I'm happy with you, son. So we're told straight away that the dad's happy with how his son's going, but Barry, not so much with his dad. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you have no idea. You have no sense that they don't have a relationship and they've only met once or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. Until an hour in, or maybe forty-five minutes in, you're like, "Oh, really? I just assumed that you guys talked all the time." Yeah. yeah. And obviously, we spoke about it before. It's about you know where are you from, trying to figure yeah. out who you are, and fitting in, like that invisible man thing again. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think um, Charlotte said something along the lines of like, you know, um, she thought the whole problem problem for him was being invisible, whereas it was it was more that mm. yeah, the opposite. He fits in nowhere. Yeah. Well, he thinks he fits in that way because he probably overthinks yeah, where, what he on. should be doing. And that's just the whole thing of discovery and knowing oneself, which yeah. clearly he went through a big phase of. There was a bit about like democracy and learning as well. Like there was a lot of little like background noises and, and sort of classroom conversations about, you know, Obama made a comment about sacrificing independence from um, the government for security and, and things like that, which I was like, that's nice sort of um, planting the ground of, where he's going to go. Going to I happen. like that. I thought that was good. Um, and like you said, you know, college isn't about learning. It's about training. So it's not about him learning stuff because we could see he was pretty intelligent already. It was about yeah. him. It was a smart guy, yeah. It's funny you point those mm. things out because they're really subtly done and nicely done. Mm. And I also think the way that they, they never use his name because they want to keep it as, no, this is, we're telling a story about 12 months in a man's life. Yeah. It's mm. completely irrelevant that he's president. Um, it's just a so, story, yeah. Yeah, and those subtleties are done really well, but then you talk about the themes of it, and they're done, I think, really clunky. <laughs> but, so he, he can get that subtlety right, and you, you just wonder if he had got the themes right. It could have been a, a, a real belter of a film. Mm-hmm. Well, so this guy, Will, who was, he was meant to, you know, you see from the opening scene that he wasn't there when he arrived in the first yeah. place. So, like, what was it saying about friendship with this guy? Was Will's point more to be another racist, like another racist character? That's interesting. I was. I actually wanted to bring up to you guys yeah. where where does Will fit in in all of this? Because he was a pretty likable guy. Yeah. He was a nice. He was nice. They were I wouldn't. I wouldn't ever say they were close friends. No, I, they were just roommates that were stuck together. Exactly. But, yeah, I just would have said oh, he's I thought just Will, a nice I thought enough Will guy. Was a, ordinary guy really yeah he took him to that party the first party they went to and he fobbed him off straight away like went into the party and he's off with other mates and he's like oh bye and left him by himself yeah i was like straight up it's like oh this guy not a very nice guy and then that you see him in a bar again later on and he sees barry and he's like pretending he doesn't know him and then at the end they have that conversation in that cafe and he's like yeah move out and he's like but yeah it was like yeah okay i don't really want to i I didn't get that advice from him yeah but i I don't don't think i see i was wondering where he fit in i'm like why why do we keep going back to this guy what's his role but maybe maybe that was it but yeah i didn't quite get that we spoke about that dinner scene at the wedding and it was like another sort of cringy quote but it was like you take the baton from the ones who came before you and you take it as far as you can because life is a beautiful struggle i was like this whole year has been a struggle for him. Like, yeah. It was sort of like, it was a, a corny line, but it was nice in that, that fitting with what the film's been. Well, about. Yeah. Saying that, you know, we'll trailblaze as far as we can go. Oh, yeah. And when we're got nothing left in the tank, you have a go. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much. Sorry. Is that, that, was, that, probably... is that an explicit race thing? 
That's a good one. I don't. I, it's I, not. I don't think. I don't think it is no. actually. When you break it down, but when no. I heard it, I thought it was. I thought it was saying we've struggled through you know black suppression or yeah. Yeah. race racism throughout the years, and you know it'll get better. But you know now it's your turn to do it. And I was kind of like, well, what sort of message is that? Yeah. I think that that's how I portrayed it originally yeah. as a race thing. But it shouldn't be. No, it like, definitely doesn't have to. be. It should be you know for all walks of life. Yeah. Which yeah. is a good thing, I think, looking on reflection. It's a like, parental absolutely, thing. Absolutely, yeah, it, it is. It's yeah. a paternal thing. Like yeah. That. Yeah. Which he, yeah, you know, he didn't have... Not Sorry, that's not fair. He didn't have great paternal figures, but he probably probably lacked a little bit in that area, despite his bum being fine, but... Yeah. Mm. All right, so is there anything... Like, what else can we take from this film? I, yeah. I You know, I thought the production values were pretty good for a, a small sort of film. Good production values. It sort of gave me this midday movie sort of vibe, like Hallmark Channel, Lunchtime <laughs> TV. That's, yeah. that's what it gave me. Like, it yeah. wasn't like a big blockbuster that you have to go and see the film at the cinemas. Definitely yeah, but it was like Good talkability, though. I feel like when you're watching it, you know you're going to be able to talk about it with someone. Yeah. Which is why we Definitely. do these podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, it wouldn't have been horrible in a cinema. Like, you can sit back and enjoy that on a big screen. It would have been fine in the cinema, yeah. to be honest. It would have actually been quite enjoyable. It would have been fine anywhere, really. Yeah. Hmm. But not overly required. Like, we watched Spectral a couple of weeks ago, and, and I, that's, the one, <laughs> that's the one film that we've done on Netflix that I'm like, this this should have been on the big screen. Yeah. We're missing it. We're missing out because it wasn't, it wasn't on the big screen. screen. IMDb. I did um, yeah. Will. I did um, oh. Ella Coltrane from Boy. Yep. Um, I, I, I was... Boy, not, Boyhood. Not, Boyhood. Boyhood, yep. Boyhood, no, yeah, Boyhood, right, yeah. yeah. Boy's a good Kiwi film. If I was going to say, what? why don't I... Boy? <laughs> yeah. Boy's a great film. Um, Boyhood, you're right. But I knew... I was 99% sure it was him. I just want to double check. He looked shorter in this. Because he was in... Um, <laughs> isn't that movie with Tom Hanks and Emma Watson about... It was like the Steve Jobs kind of... The Circle. The Circle. He was right. in The Circle and... Um, Mm. Yeah. Peter? Mine was for Charlotte's father. Okay. Who, because he came on and I was like, oh, I know you from somewhere. <laughs> what, what TV show? Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> He's from Vikings. Ah. He plays King e- e- Eckbert in Vikings from about season two onwards. Okay. Um, well, the, the first thing Charlotte rocked up on the screen, I'm like, I don't need an IMDb. You're, you're from Splitting Glass. Yeah, right? from we, we went into <laughs> Glass a couple weeks <laughs> ago. <laughs> like, bang, that's fine. Um, the thing that I did look up, I didn't IMDb, but. Um, when Barry and his mum go to the cinema and they're in that cinema and it's called um, Orfeo Negro, the film. Um, so I was like, I really, I'm intrigued with like why they've chosen this film for them to sit out and watch. And obviously like um, the mum said, you know, it's a beautiful and exotic film, just like your dad sort of thing. So I was like, oh, what's this film? Actually? That was a weird line as well. Mm. Yeah. She spoke about his dad like he's a thing, not a... Yeah. Anyway. Um, so things, so yeah. It's, in English, it's called Black Orpheus and um, it's a retelling of an ancient legend of Orpheus and um, Eurystice. So it's like a, it's, it's you know, it's a um, fateful love story. So I guess that sort of ties in with, with him and his mum and his dad, okay. like that this fateful love yeah. that, yeah, didn't really work. So I liked that. I thought that was cool. Um, and the other thing I looked up was they saw that, or it was, um, the place was called Film Forum. I was like, oh, it's like, hey, it's <laughs> <laughs> Forum. So it's an inde- independent cinema nice. in New York that's still running today. So oh, there you we go. should strike up a partnership with them. Yeah. yeah the, the Film Forum in New York City. So, um, yeah, I'm keen to go check that place out. Have if to, you're yeah. from Film Forum, <laughs> let us know. We can sort out some sort of contra. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What, what are some questions we've got from this film? Um, I had one. Yeah. Did you notice he wore a ring on his wedding ring finger? Oh. The entire film had a ring on his left ring finger. Wow. I was like, I was like, that doesn't make any sense to me. 
Oh, maybe you just wore a ring there. Like people wear rings on their wedding ring finger. Do they? Do they? Yeah. No, no, they don't. No, they do. You don't have. It's not like a law. Really? Yeah. yeah. You'll you see plenty, plenty of females, especially, will wear. I thought rings. they wear it on the right finger though. If if it's the ring finger, not necessarily. It was on the right. But yeah, that, that was one straight away. I was like, wow, that, again, surely that's something that he would have done. Like that. That's a conscious decision yeah. to yeah. do that. It must have been. It just threw me from the start. I was like, oh, that's that's really interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Good pickup. That's my one. Um, Should have looked it up. This question, this <laughs> question I had like while I was watching, it was like, you know, he was this character that, like was self doubting the whole time. Everything he did. So like, I guess the thing I know it's only a year in his life, but like, when did this sort of uh, devotion to the public service begin? Like, I think that development at the end happened way too quickly quick, without yeah. without showing us how it happened. Yeah. They literally that conversation that he has with James Boggs is almost just like. And that was it. And that's yeah, how we created Bracket. That's the trigger <laughs> and we're I, I, I Surely 1981 wasn't that an important... Like, it's yeah. an important year, but not, you know, that important. Yeah. Uh, look, I'm, I'm actually glad they kept it at one year. Like, Yeah, that was good not to expand it and would have kind of, you know, they could have... I was waiting for like someone to get out. Oh, this is Michelle. I'm like, oh, there's Michelle. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, this is... Oh, you yeah. want to join the debating team? Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I like the fact they didn't, they didn't really go into politics. They never discussed any, like, goals for presidency... Yeah. Um, and I kind of like that. He doesn't meet Michelle for years later after this film even, so that's good. Yeah. Well, why does this film exist? Well, I was going to... So one of my questions is, yeah. does this film make you want to learn more about Barack Obama? Yep. Um, and I wonder if they're tied into each other. They want it. I, I, you can't deny that they're probably cashing in on the fact yeah, that... The popularity of him at the time. Here's, mm. here's a nice story about... like. <laughs> He's probably the most influential person in the world at this point in time, right? And you've got a, from an entertainment perspective, you've got a really small window of when you can sell this story. Yeah. Um, not that in 10 years he's going to have less of a legacy, but let's capitalize on it right now. And it's got to have a lot to do with that. And they can say as much as they want, this is a story that we wanted to tell. And we yep. read the book and we thought, oh, we have to get this story on the screen. But there's a huge element of trying to get this story out to try and capitalise you know mm. everyone's talking about a bomb right now here's another slice yeah. of his life I think it's yeah. like possibly the first time that a film's been made about a sitting president and released while they're still president like and like is it poor by the filmmakers to like have this this film released where there's you know drug use lots of smoking he's not a great guy no <laughs> Like you think about like you know the, he's not a bad. Guy. You think about the, the, not a, the big not president films like JFK. Like yeah, they're, they're done. You know, obviously he's died and all that sort of stuff. But they're all done post them being in, like a president. Would this film have been more effective if it was made ten years later? I don't think there's enough. Wouldn't matter. There's enough big stuff that happens yeah. in yeah. it. Yeah, um, just because it's all based on that one year of when he's at, at college. Yeah, it's not kind of you know like the the JFK movie kind of about you know his assassination and stuff. There's nothing really. But do we also think it's a sign of the times? There's there's more movies being created now than ever know, before, yeah. Yeah. per year than ever before, and there's a lot more stories that people want to be telling, and and maybe it's going to happen more more and more. And this is just this was what 2016 into 2016, and this yeah. is the start of it. So, like, would this film have been more effective if if it wasn't about Obama? Like, if it was just like that's, this, that's this story? A great could, question. This story yeah. could have this been, been about anyone. Anyone exactly. Yeah. That, so, and that was the charm of it, wasn't it? But yeah. But I don't think it would I may have liked this film more if it wasn't about him if it was just about a, but, but would you have watched, watched it, it yeah would place. you have watched it if, yeah, if it was just about <laughs> <laughs> it's just, if you just make it about a okay. nameless guy but, who's struggling but, in life but, but, but you saw this movie but before we did this how, podcast how much is so he would struggling? you have watched it 
before we did this podcast, you you, you just watched it. Probably not. Would you yeah. have done it if it wasn't about Barack? Probably not. Because mm. I 100% agree. I remember when it released and yeah. I sat down with my partner and we watched it because yeah. it's like, oh, he's a movie. Which you might not have done if it was just about just True. any kind of... But guy. going back and watching it now, like I, if it was about a different character, I could have been like, wow, this is a really mm. great film about... without Because you yeah. know you have so much context about Obama. So yeah. you know about what he becomes, what happens after. Whereas if you have no context about this character... You're like, wow, this guy. I guess I've got to get you to watch it in the first place to realize that. If so, as if, well. it's, if it's done by a nameless character, do they need to end it differently? Do they need to give you more, or are you satisfied that he's come around? Because I, I love the character development in this, and I actually yeah. think that I'm not going to do hand signals because you can't <laughs> see it if you're watching. But he, he starts, he starts with these values and ideals, and he completely loses them, and life sort of crushes him down and confuses him and makes him figure out what he wants to be and where he becomes. And he comes out on the other side, but it's not as clear as I sort of touched on before. I don't believe it as much as... Because they want you to fill the gaps in, like about what happens after. Yeah. So if if this is just a story about a guy in college who goes through, you know, a bit of a rough year of self-discovery, how do you end that? Do you end it the way it ends and yeah. go, oh, yeah. okay, this guy's come out all right? End of the way it ends. And that's a good art house film. I agree, but it, mm. I, I think that... Because we know, I, I, I don't think they ended it well enough in this. No, nah, well, but you, you let it go because you know where he ends up. Exactly. Yeah, I guess you know the rest of the story. He didn't become president until 08 or whatever yeah. it was. So you've yeah. still got 30 25 years, years, 25 yeah. years yeah. that you can fill in. Well, okay. Anything else? I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, I think we went pretty well. I, Todd, my dog barked. Oh, Todd update. Gonna... We haven't had a Todd update in a long I time. I know. It's been really... Where are the animals in this we had... movie? <laughs> the dogs the are dog. all barking. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> I was like, do I touch on animals? I'm looking at, ho- I'm looking at horses. Yeah, I'm thinking, no horses. Where are those horses? <laughs> Todd go. Didn't like those dogs at all. No. So the first time, the first time they came on that abandoned block, he was barking right back at him. And the second time, I'm like, oh, God. Like, it's happening again. But then... Barry wasn't concerned by the dogs, so Todd wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Read human emotion. He was sitting on my lap, and I tried to put my foot in front of his face so he couldn't see the telly at the time, though. <laughs> <laughs> Clever. All right, so let's go around the table. As usual, we give a rating out of five. Um, Hita, kick us off with your rating out of five. My rating. So, I really enjoyed this film. Um, I thought they did a great job of portraying um, his struggles with his race and his identity. Uh, I found it really interesting, and... Devin Terrell, I thought, did an amazing job acting. Yeah. I gave it three and a half out of five. Good. We didn't, we didn't touch on him enough. I know we've yeah, said how good yeah, he was. He, he, was, was, he was, was brilliant. He was brilliant. Amazing. But, like, he hasn't gone on to do too much else. Yeah. 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 He's, he's, he's born to play he's Obama. Born, he's waiting for the next Obama <laughs> <film>. Yeah. <laughs> MJ. Yeah, I, I enjoyed this movie from start to finish, but nothing really more than a general enjoyment level. Um, so it didn't blow my socks off. I thought the performance from Devin Terrell was outstanding and I thought the ar- character arc, whilst it wasn't quite a full development um, of Barry, was quite intriguing and I found the story engaging, relatable enough, as relatable it could have been for a future US president. Um, the themes explored were still really relevant societal concerns today and I hope that isn't lost on the audience watching it now. All round a decent movie, um, three stars. Sweet. So for me... This film was about walking the streets of New York, race, cigarettes, and basketball. Uh, <laughs> could have been about anyone. Um, so, like, did we really need this story? Um, so, it was a, like, it was really well made, but it was a bit of a nothing story. But I'm going to give it three stars still. So, um, Heater, let's average our score out of five and give us our Flix Forum um, rating. It gets a 3.17 out of five. We'll cool. round that up to two, three point two, I reckon. Be generous. Let's be generous. 
3.17 it is. Right? I think <laughs> it's think it. It was a good film. If someone said, "Hey, I'm thinking about watching Barry on Netflix," what do you reckon? What do you say? Oh, um, watch it. Yeah, because like, yeah, that's yeah, the thing. Yeah, watch it. Yeah, watch it. Watch it. Yeah, yeah. Watch it. You don't. No context needed. Just watch it. Yeah. yeah. Sit back. Because you will enjoy it. Yeah. So social media. We we love our social media. Put a question up there every week. This week, it's not a really deep sort of question, but we want to know, what did you learn about Obama from this film? Just something. That's something about Obama. The first thing that I actually wrote in my notes, which we never got to because we kind of went past it too quickly. <laughs> this is, yeah, just had no idea that he was referred to as Barry. Barry, yeah. So that could be a, a good learning curve. One one was that. I didn't know he was a chain smoker. You learn a ton about him. Yeah, yeah. No, he was that mean to girls. <laughs> <laughs> I got a feeling if you asked him, he'd argue that a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, we are at Flix Forum. Uh, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Um, yeah, get on there, subscribe, rate, whatever you can to help us out. Next week, we are going to be looking at the 2017 heist film, Coin Heist. It's directed by Emily Haggins, stars Sasha Petrus, Alexis G. Zell. Alex Saxon, Jay Walker, Neil Huff, Michael Cyril Crichton, and Mark Bloom. So please take the time, watch the film, get on board with us, um, and enjoy it. Thanks again. With a good one. Thanks, boys. Very good one. It's been fun. And we will see you guys next week. We will. See you next week. Bye.